This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrooke. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And welcome to a very, very, very special episode. Uh, It's a very special episode this week. Now, (laughs) Anne-Marie, why don't you go ahead and fill in the viewers on what this episode is exactly. This episode was at DragonCon. Listeners, I said viewers. Listeners, viewers, well, (laughs) you know, they might be looking at a picture of us. Uh, we were on a panel at DragonCon about how to do a fan cast. Mm-hmm. And, well, this is what happened. That, <laughs> no, uh, not quite yet. But, uh, yeah, we, we did a fan casting panel at DragonCon uh, last a week ago today. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday night. And uh, we thought we weren't going to have it to uh, put it on the feed because uh, the podcasting track people, they had some hardware malfunctions and we didn't think we got a good recording. But luckily, um, wonderful gentleman by the name of Kevin, and I know I know his last name, Bachelor uh, who, uh, let's see here, I'm getting, who runs the Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV podcast network. Uh, luckily, he had a little Zoom recorder out on the table during the entire thing. So uh, we got a recording of it. Uh, you know, so you can hear some people better than others. It picks up the the speakers pretty okay. You can definitely hear him very well because you know it was sitting right next to him. Right. But uh, this is a uh, one of three very special Dragon Con episodes of Greetings from Storybrooke that we're going to be putting out over the course of the next week or so. Uh, next next up, because um, I'm not sure exactly when these are publishing, they'll be a couple few days apart. Uh, the next one is going to be a Once Upon its second season uh, panel that I participated in. Unfortunately, we didn't know if Anne Marie was going to be at the con the entire day or not. So uh, I just sat in the audience eating gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, Hope uh, Hope uh, was on it. Hope, who uh, writes in all the time, one of our one of our big fans. So that w- that was pretty cool. And uh, Rebecca from Operation Cobra Cast, uh, who also uh, taped it for us and you know got us the audio so we could use it as an episode, which was. Very, very nice of her. We like and, to share amongst the once crowd. Exactly, exactly. And actually, if you hop over to Operation Cobracast, uh, when she puts up her uh, Dragon Con episode, she has a little interview section with me and Anne Marie that we did right after that panel, which is fun. And uh, then the last one that we're going to be coming out with is I went to a press conference with Jane Espenson and Brad, and I hope I'm getting the name right, Bell, about Husbands, which is Jane's. Um, sort of independent uh, web series that she's doing with Brad. They co-write it. And I also managed to get a once question in, too, because how could I be in the same room with Jane Espenson and not ask a question about once? Seriously. You really had to. Yeah, and you but, said she seemed to like that you asked that. But anyway. 
Definitely. And I mean, there's a video of it up on my YouTube channel. You can uh, make that determination yourself. Like, <laughs> But anyway, so uh, like I said, this is the first of uh, three very special episodes. And then we're going to be putting together a, a sort of a preview, preview for, the, for, for the upcoming season. So keep a lookout for that, too. And it's almost here. It's almost about to start, which is nuts. It's almost time. Our summer break's almost over. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I've missed podcasting. Me too. Me too. And I, I'm glad that we'll be able to get these three episodes out here since I think we completely missed August. Unfortunately, things were just so busy. There were moving, there were trip, school, moving, yeah. Dragon Con, you know, everything. But now we're we're through it and we're ready to get back into Once Upon a Time. And I don't think I don't know if we officially said it on the podcast or not, but I think, yeah, we are going to be doing a separate episode for Wonderland. We're not starting a separate podcast, but yeah. we are doing a second episode a week. Mm-hmm. So maybe this will keep us a little bit more honest and on time with our episodes <laughs> and not be, you know, over a week late sometime. Okay, but uh, again, uh, you know, there's all that to look forward to. And for now, we're going to go into the How to Start a Fan Cast panel. Uh, let's see who joined us. Les Howard, I Amory, of course, uh, Kevin, who I already mentioned, Stephanie Smith. Uh, Daryl D- Darnell and Justin Robert Young uh, all joined us for this, and it was a lot of fun. And I ho- hope uh, I did a decent job moderating. I think I did. I, I, we, I got good feedback. You were tolerable. Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, enjoy. All right, folks. Uh, my name is Bill Meeks, and welcome to the How to Start a Fan Cast about your favorite favorite TV show roundtable. I, I host a fan cast called Dreams from Storybrook. It's about uh, the ABC show Once Upon a Time, and everyone up here also hosts a fan cast, so we have a lot of experts. I want to go ahead and uh, ask everyone to go ahead and introduce yourself. Sorry, with you. Hi, I'm Les Howard from the Signal Podcast. Um, we started doing Firefly Browncoat podcasting nine years ago. Very nice. Fire, Firefly, you know, that, that show hasn't been around for a while. Like, how do you find new topics to talk about? Um, we dig deep. Really, the good The database is doing things. QMX just announced new models. There's a game company that just came up with a new Firefly board game this year. I think I heard about, like, a comic book or something they're coming out with. Dark Horse is doing a new set of comics. They haven't released a lot of them in details, but next year we should see them. Excellent. And I mean, Firefly fans are very, very passionate. So I'm sure you get a lot of engagement, even though it's been off for a long time. Definitely. I mean, we started before Serenity came out. We were sort of in our first episode, maybe four months before Serenity came out. And we, you know, our audience has come and gone since then. But we have a lot of really dedicated listeners. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, uh, next up. Um, I'm Anne Brady Smith. I also do greetings from Storybook. Yeah, I thought you looked familiar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, greetings is a Once Upon a Time podcast. Once Upon a Time is coming back soon. Are you ready? I'm very ready. Ready? Why does it going to be together? Yes. Well, we'll get we'll get into scheduling issues, but Once Upon a Time uh, definitely has scheduling issues. Last year, you know, they had. An episode and then eight weeks off, and then an episode two weeks off, and it was really, really cry, cry, cry. (laughs) (laughs) I I literally cry myself to sleep about it every night. Okay, Kevin, if you want to go next. uh, Yeah, my name is Kevin Batchelder. Uh, I started with Les on The Signal back in 2005. I've also done uh, the Scapecast for Farscape. My uh, main podcast now is Tuning Into Sci Fi TV, where we cover all the genre shows and also involved with TV Talk 
where we cover lots of genre and regular TV shows. I covered Continuum this summer, and I'll be doing Arrow this fall. Excellent, excellent. I like uh, you know with, with the TV talk. So you you uh, do you just like focus on one series while it's on, and then move on to the next one, or is it kind of split up? Yeah, it's a network of about fifty shows that cover. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, pretty all much it, everything. pretty much everything. I focus on continuum the summer narrow. Daryl does uh, some as well, so it's focused on individual shows. Arrow, I haven't watched that yet. It's really good. Were you yeah. a, are you a fan of the character in the comics? I'm not much of a comics fan. I came to oh, it really? with very little background and just got very hooked by the the characters and the uh, universe. Were you a small event fan too? Mm, not really. That's Erica Durant's fan. That, that almost makes me want to check it out because a lot of people who are Smallville fans were like, Arrow's awesome. And I didn't really like Smallville. I'm a Superman yeah. fan. I'm a Smallville fan. Mm-hmm. I might check it out. Hey, Stephanie? Mm-hmm. I'm Stephanie Smith. I do the, uh, I do, uh, the potential cast. It's a Buffy fan podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, so another, uh, another series that's kind of been put to pasture, but you're still... Yeah, and how we've... Uh, started it is I'm the only one that's watched the show and I have, my three co-hosts haven't watched it yet. Oh, so you kind of like guide them through yes. the... Yes, yes. That's fun. Because I was listening to a podcast where these uh, this couple were watching Buffy and they were just like, I don't get it. And then they just pod faded and I was like, they need a spirit guide. They need a guide. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody to carry them through, you know, the journey through the show. So that's how it got started. Do you cover, like, all the extended universe stuff? Do I know they do comics? And Not yet, because they could get spoiled. Oh, this is true. This yeah. is a Because it's basically issue. like an official new season of Buffy, the comics yes. are. Yeah, so until you get through the series, yes. you don't want to spoil your comics. Yeah. All right, thank you, Steph. And uh, Daryl? Yeah, Hey. <laughs> I'm Daryl Darnell. I work with Golden Star Media. Thank you in the back. <laughs> Got his groupies in the back. That's right. <laughs> so I, I, uh, I own Golden Star Media. We produced uh, the Fringe podcast. But we still do some. Like, we'll take the panels here and, and do podcasting about that. Uh-huh. We have uh, the Revolution podcast about the NBC show Revolution. We're starting the Almost Human podcast in the fall for the upcoming Fox show, Almost Human. Mm-hmm. And we have a few film podcasts as well. And then I, I also work with TV Talk. I'm the lead producer for TV Talk, and I also host, uh, in the spring I hosted Doctor Who, although I'm giving that up in the fall to a genuine British guy. So, <laughs> and person of interest, and over the uh, summer I did Falling Skies with one of the fan club members back there. <laughs> uh, are there any shows that are coming up that you think you might podcast as well? Well, my, my plate is pretty, pretty full with Revolution, Almost Human, from the Golden Sprout Media, because with those, we do really in-depth, hour, hour-and-a-half-long podcasts each week, plus um, a dedicated fan podcast a lot of times. So we may, we may produce three hours of content each week for each show. Yeah. So that keeps me pretty busy. And then with the so you put out more than the TV network does. Yes, basically. <laughs> it's new media for you. <laughs> okay, and Justin, I, I, are you done with your text? I know you were texting something. No, I was checking my email, William. <laughs> Hi, I'm Justin Robert Young. I host uh, Who's the Boss, a uh, Doctor Who podcast, and uh, we, uh, me and Ashley, my co-host, uh, do uh, episodes, uh, basically like episode recaps. So we're we're a kind of seasonal uh, podcast, but uh, I'm 
I'm way less impressive than literally everybody else. <laughs> everybody else is doing really, really awesome, amazing, dedicated stuff. But, but see, I figured, you know, your, your podcast doesn't come out very often, but I, I, I know you can vamp for a while, so if we run out of stuff to talk about, I'm just going to throw it to Justin. I'm just going to start <laughs> literally tap dancing, like not, <laughs> not metaphorically. Just get up on the table when you do Sure. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see here. I have my list of questions that I'm not going to use. So, <laughs> let's see here. Okay, I know, Daryl, you, you know, you run the whole network right. of podcasts and everything. Do you want to speak a little bit to that and how you, uh, you know, work with uh, the community and try and feed them into the other shows? Sure. I mean, community community involvement is huge as what we do. I mean, that's why we had a whole row of folks here. Yeah, your fan club back there. Yeah, I mean... Most of these folks that are here, all these folks that are here today came, we did a French finale party. I live in Oklahoma City. It's not exactly a mecca of the world. <laughs> and in the middle of January, we had 50 people from the U.S. and Canada come in and watch the finale with us. And we, we, had, we rented a convention center room and just had a really big event. Nice. That's all because of the community that we established around the Fringe podcast, which we, we said, we, you know, let's do something with this. We launched Golden Spiral Media after the Fringe podcast, and mm-hmm. we've kind of used all of that to to keep the community together. We all have this passion of geeky television shows and sci-fi and, and mm-hmm. really well-done TV, so to keep the, the community together, we kept producing new things because we knew Fringe wouldn't last forever. Fringe isn't one year-round, so mm-hmm. the community is so important to what we do. It, it's it's the most important thing that we do, really. So you, you, you share it together. Would you, would you say you cultivate uh, your community for Golden Spire uh, as one entity instead of trying to cultivate a community for each show? Yes and, and no. I mean, you do have those folks who just like each show. And when we started talking, you know, Fringe was people came to us because of Fringe. And so when we started talking about other shows, Revolution was the first one we really got behind. Mm-hmm. We lost a few hundred Twitter followers because they didn't want anything but fringe. But, you know, when we, we had about 5,000 or so at the time, so we lost, you know, 10% of our, um, our, our audience. So it was kind of hard to lose that amount, but we gained them back with, with those. But the core of what we do is, is people who want to be involved with everything. So mm-hmm. most of the people, yeah, they, they want to be involved with everything. Excellent. I, 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 that's something that's really interesting about fan casting, something because, you know, we've been doing greetings for about a year now. In the fact that you get fans of the show to become fans of your podcast, so it's like double fandom, like some sort of meta weird thing. I mean, it's great though. I mean, we have a couple of our fans from the podcast here, Win and Hope, over there. They always they write in every week. It's great. But uh, it, you know, I let's see, uh, Kevin. Do you want to speak a little bit about how to engage fans of what you're a fan of as you're doing a fan cast? Oh, sure. I mean, I've done several now over the years, and. As you said, just by having a fan cast about a show, that draws an audience. Um, mm-hmm. As we know, folks are passionate about their TV shows. So it's kind of, in that sense, a lot of folks who start them out, as I've talked to them, can get big fast, but mm-hmm. not know how to kind of work it from there. Yeah. Um, so the thing I always tell them to keep an eye on, though, is the natural tendency is certainly on your Twitter and Facebook, you're talking about your shows. Mm-hmm. But even years ago, certainly when Les and I were doing Signal early years, before Facebook and Twitter were that big, you had online forums and other groups of fans. So those are great spots to go to let them know about your show. Mm-hmm. But especially if you're considering starting one, be careful because folks are very protective about their <laughs> communities. 
Um, the last thing you want to do is jump on as a new member and make your first post, hey, I have a podcast, come listen to me. That'll get you in some deep trouble really fast. I mean, if you're going to get involved in those communities, join them and offer comments that have nothing to do with your podcast at all. Earn some cred. And then start talking about the spam rate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you set up your signature. In your signature, yeah. yeah. A very subtle way is always the signature file. Or if someone asks about such and such a character, or we've done interviews with people, that's when it's time to say, oh, we talked to them last week. Here's the link. Make it real. Just don't look like it's the hey me syndrome. Because, boy, that can get you in trouble real fast. Because people feel like they're being used to use yeah, under right. form and for their, their community. Throw up an advertisement and leave. You're, you're using. I mean, they don't just think you're using them. You are using them. Yeah, you don't do that. You're really part of your community. Mm-hmm. And when we started the signal, we decided really early that we, the signal, would not have fans. We were all fans of Firefly. We would have listeners. That's mm-hmm. we refer to that. We listeners. Yeah. That, that, that's good. That's good. Um, okay. I, now, you know, since we all do a podcast about TV shows, something that affects us, and I mentioned it earlier, is scheduling. So, so uh, we'll start, start with Anne Marie, but I want to know, you know, kind of what people do to stretch that out when there's no content. Uh, to still get a podcast up and keep you up in iTunes, everyone knows you're still alive and everything. News. News. <laughs> like the summer, how we've just been scouring, trying to find any sort of, oh, it's a casting, okay, we'll do five minutes on that, or we do um, going back and watching old shows and doing, like, Commentary. Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> yeah, uh, just doing commentaries and We haven't shows. been very successful. With we have not been successful in the slightest with commentary. We've done it too. <laughs> and we got a complaint actually because they, they didn't realize it was a commentary, so they thought we were just doing talking about the episode, and they were like, "Why were you silent for three minutes?" It was because we were still <laughs> spending the time to speak for the thing. Yes. Yeah. We gave frustrating trying to find something to still be out there because there are other people mm-hmm. who do podcasts for the same thing that are putting stuff out every week and I don't know yeah. what they're, how they're finding stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get creative. Uh, now, Justin, yeah. um, Doctor Who, uh, it doesn't have a very regular release schedule. No. Like, even when it's on, uh, you know, you're really looking at, at short bursts. Uh, it, it's every other Thursday around either noon tea or evening tea. Yes. <laughs> As is traditional on British television. Exactly. No, but, uh, you know, you guys don't really do anything in between episodes except you did, like, the Peter Capaldi. Yeah, no, we did We did the new Doctor announcements, and that, since that was really its own hour of television uh, but I mean I think and it's interesting to see kind of the that there's there's sort of a, a division for with everybody here of, of live kind of recap shows uh, and then fan community shows that are kind of necessary because there's no new episodes uh, coming out but you know for for us we really wanted to do more of uh, kind of the, the television uh, you know criticism element of it like mm-hmm. even you know obviously we're just both fans and we're just you know geeking and nerding out about it but like yeah. uh, to focus more on like okay well I liked where this story was going I like this character and something where Doctor Who is you know obviously very universe based uh, that's that's really really fun the you know uh, we probably could I mean if we wanted to take it you know, more seriously, we could make it more of a, a fan community thing. But mm-hmm. I think what's true about everybody here on this panel is that you know, you want to do what you're passionate about, and and you know the the audience 
understands that and, and reads that and, and they see their own passion in, in what you're talking about and it's like you know if, if really what we're all if all we want to do is talk about the episodes and, and not look at casting announcements mm-hmm. you know then I think the audience kind of even if it, it means only 10 episodes a year you know uh, that the audience would kind of prefer that than to us vamping you know yeah yeah uh, Although you're doing a wonderful job being right now, because I have to say just... Yeah, listen, I, I, do, uh, I do my best. It's very early for me. <laughs> do, do you find, like, you know, when you jump into a new season of the, of the show, that it takes an episode or two to kind of get your flow back, or... Um... For it? No. I mean, me and Ashley talking about Doctor Who uh, is, is kind of a constant thing. Like, you know, since we go... Oh, Jesus. Sorry. No more for me. Um... No, I mean, like, it's it's where we yell about this stuff all the time. So, like, to record it is, is just to kind of package it in a way that other people can, can listen. But uh, really, actually, what I'm, what I'm curious is my biggest thing with uh, any kind of live television fan stuff is, uh, and this happened to me, I used to write recaps for The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And in the second and third season, I really stopped enjoying watching the television show <laughs> The Walking Dead. Um, and it was really kind of a conflicting thing for me because I liked interacting with the fans about it. I liked writing about it. I just hated the show and <laughs> and didn't want... And like I, I felt bad about... I, I couldn't write honestly about what I was seeing, you know? And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the comments went from like, hey, we're all having a good time with The Walking Dead to like, why are you picking on The Walking Dead for several hundred words? Uh, so I'm, I'm curious with for, for you guys, I mean, have you guys run into situations where, you know, uh, the shows that you like aren't what you like anymore and, and have to have that divide with the fans? Well, one thing for me that kind of changed... Uh, as I mentioned, I had done podcasts focused on a specific TV show, Firefly, Farscape, and I'm very passionate about them. But then I realized, you know, I love all genre shows. I mean, that's about all I watch. So that's where I moved to do the podcast that covers all of them. So the thing that's really neat in this situation is I have content year-round. Yeah. And every week what we do, myself and my two co-hosts, is we do a little poll between ourselves before we start our podcast. What were our favorite episodes that week? And that's what we talk about. So yeah. one week it might be The Walking Dead. Yeah. The next week it was boring. We just don't talk about it. We yeah. talk about something else. So that's allowed me, I think, in our audience. I mean, our, our, my numbers on some of these other specific show podcasts, much higher because they have an embedded fan base. Now it's just people who are also passionate about multiple shows. So I don't have as many listeners, but they're definitely more engaged. And I know very much every week... I can find something I really liked. Yeah. Now, Stephanie, uh, you know, you do Buffy podcasting with three Buffy virgins, kind of. Uh, do you kind of warn them when a bad episode's coming up or one that you didn't like that much? No. <laughs> That's huge, yeah. Um, and there will be episodes that they pick apart and the listeners, you know, the listeners, that's their their passion. They love that they see no... No flaws. No flaws, and they can't. Li- and, but I said, wouldn't you rather them be honest than to lie? Just kind of, or, kind of gloss over it. Yeah. So, because I want their honest opinion, their honest um, view of it. So, yeah, that's been. What uh, What was the episode that they picked apart the most? I don't, I don't know. Well, beer bads always gets a lot of um, feedback from the fandom. There's. 
like the wish. Certain characters, yeah. Like, there'll be certain episodes that you know the fandom just love, and they were like, "Oh, that was just kind of cheesy." They seem to be enjoying Angel better. The thing that's really interesting for me as a longtime genre fan, listening to Stephanie and the folks there, this is why it's interesting now to see a lot more intro casts of other shows starting up. Is yeah, as a longtime fan, many of us blinders. We absolutely love it to death. We don't remember that episode was so bad. These folks are being honest, and it makes me because I'm doing a rewatch along as I listen, and I'm being a little more honest to myself. But yeah, that wasn't the greatest. But I found this more interesting. What a character to give some feedback. So the whole community is actually kind of supporting them as they go. And the great thing that they've got too is there's a Facebook group for people who are watching along, so it's no spoilers. But there's a separate group where a lot of us will go, oh, they're coming up to that episode. We think this person's going to love it, that person's going to hate it. And then you get to listen, so you're very involved. Yeah, see if you can call a shot. Gabby's going to love this one. So-and-so's not going to. Oh, I can't believe they're going to get to that big finale episode. So it's a very engaged community, too. You know, you bring up a good point. How does everyone deal with, well, I guess, you know, if you're doing Firefly or Buffy, it might not come up as much, but how do you deal with spoilers? Because, you know, some people are very spoiler-averse almost to a detriment, and some people really don't care. So how do you address them in your show? Do you, like, put out, like, a five-minute block of silence before you say anything? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, anybody. We don't really do them. Go go ahead. Well, I can tell you, like, because we launched before Serenity came out. Mm-hmm. We had to figure out how we would handle the release of Serenity. And in particular, mm-hmm. our podcast is produced by a, a pretty large, like a dozen people around the world. Mm-hmm. And the movie had different release dates around the world. So we had to ask the question, not only how do we handle this, but how do we handle this internationally? Mm-hmm. Um, and what we decided is we would hold any spoiler content from the movie until after it had been released in the last country it was scheduled to be released in. So that was fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Spoiler alert. Now on that topic too, Bill, what we did on ours is we break our show into two halves, what we call the the water cooler, which is the first half of basically news about genre shows, and that is spoiler free. Yeah. We tell folks that we don't anything. Anything even though I'd be slightly you know, like there are some folks who are sensitive to casting news. So and so is coming on the show. Right. Yeah. When we say that early on, we will say this is some casting news coming out. But then we have the back half of the show that we call the back porch. Anything goes. If you're going to listen to that part, be prepared for anything. We're not going to give you any warnings. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's weird. I've noticed the past couple of years, like it's gone from casting announcements being news to being considered spoilers. Yes. And you get, people get upset, like with a, you know, it being announced that there was going to be a 12th Doctor, for example. People got really upset that people were posting it, I don't know, on the BBC site or Google News or everything. I, I don't know, the spoiler thing bugs me. Well, and, and the funny thing about that, people getting upset about that as a spoiler, is that really Matt Smith leaving was the spoiler. Yeah. Like, that that's the thing that would affect, you know, the story. Like, that's just like the back, like, that's the aftermath of the, the fact that the doctor's going to regenerate, you know? Spoiler alert. I think if you're going to do spoilers, you need to do it at the end. Like Kevin mentioned, we, we did them originally when we stopped doing them because... I don't want to be spoiled as a fan either, you know. So the only thing we do is episode titles, which some people do consider a spoiler. I don't. Yes. You get it if you get it down to shape over an episode title. I think you 
you get over it, but <laughs> that's all we do. It, it just for for us, it's the, it makes the experience better. And you guys do them, and that's cool. But mm-hmm. I just for me, once we stopped doing spoilers, it just got better for me. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing with us is, you, you know, with a show, sometimes you can, you know, protect spoilers, not talk about spoilers, but then you have no news because every little bit of news, yeah, it's a, it is a spoiler. Well, when we like sort of do it is, you have to watch the episode if you're listening to the podcast because we're just going to review it. It'll take a second, and then all the news and anything spoilery is towards the end, so you know when it's coming. Not to me. I'm curious, Stephanie, on yours, since you're rewatching Buffy, do you, because you guys, you have new people, do you do any spoiler warnings on that, or do you just treat no spoilers? We just don't just talk don't do about any. spoilers. But now, the three newbies individually were all spoiled on different things, mm-hmm. and so we had a special show without them, because they couldn't, they would spoil each other. Okay. So we did a special <laughs> show where we let the, because I wanted the audience to know what they all knew, mm-hmm. you know, about them. Okay. <laughs> We're doing a Lost rewatch with Goldsboro Media right now, leading up to the, the reunion event they're doing in Hawaii next year, and we just put it out there. We're assuming you've seen the show before, <laughs> and if you haven't, you're going to be spoiled, and so go find another podcast because there's lots of them out there. Well, yeah, we're not doing the sixth season. No, we are going to do the sixth season. But the, well, I, the thing that goes with what you said too, Bill, is mm-hmm. that definition of a spoiler is definitely, I've seen, yeah. way, um, way yeah, broadened so, over the years. I, I blame The Sixth Sense, because there wasn't very much spoiler sensitivity until The Sixth Sense. Like, I was watching a show from the 70s, and they had pretty much the entire plot of the show cut into a 30-second chunk before the theme song. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I noticed it happened on Stephanie's um, the Facebook group for her show. An episode would be coming up that they were going to cover, and a bunch of people, myself included, would go, "Oh, hey, that's one of my favorites from the series." And some people said, "That's a spoiler," because now new pe- new people watching would be hypersensitive to think oh, wow. it was good. I'm like, somebody needs to go to decaf. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. I, does anyone here? I, I know we have. We really didn't reach out initially, but we we've uh, been. Uh, we've had the pleasure of working with Daniel from the Once Podcast, which is bigger than our Once Upon a Time podcast. To do podcasts or roundtables, so, you know, we email back and forth. We share stories. We share contact oh, info for people. Stuff like that. Does, does anyone here work with people who do a podcast in the same vein and try and build a sense of community between the podcasts? Um, for Firefly, definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. at the peak, I think there were six different Firefly Roundtable podcasts at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're down to two again now. <laughs> but we've always been friendly with them. We've done some shared events, and we've all, as we as work through the community, we independently found our niches. Some of them would be more fan content based, some would be more news based, and we all. Get in well, play each other, and sometimes collaborate on things. It was a lot of fun. Anyone else? Uh, I, I thought I thought you had. Yeah, I, I would say you know the question earlier was kind of how to fill during during downtimes when the season is on, and that's a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. We did that a lot with Fringe early on. Fringe did some things. There were some comic books during the off season. Yeah, yeah. But like we try to reach out to the studio and get some interviews, and they don't want to do interviews when the show's not on. We're trying to keep the fans engaged while the show's not on. So we had different agendas, but doing roundtables with other podcasts was a was a great way to. I mean, you can't do a whole bunch of those, but you can do some of that to fill in that that dead space and the great 
more community around your show. Yeah, actually, there's a there's another one's Pun Time podcast called Operation Cobracast, uh, run by Rebecca Johnson. And she did a really cool thing. What she did since the show is about fairy tales, she had people who were involved in the fan community for the show, me included, plug. Um, <laughs> record Grimm's fairy tales that you might not have heard. And that you've been releasing them basically all summer. And I thought that was a really neat way to do it, Just something that's in the same wheelhouse as the show without going completely off the board. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going to open it up to questions here for a minute. But first, I want everyone on the panel that I answer this question. What has fan casting taught you about podcasting? Everything. Yeah, I, I go back nine years with the signal. That's almost to the birth of podcasting. Mm-hmm. So you know, a lot of it was learning as we went along, and then learning from each other. Because podcasting really is much like the fan communities. Podcasting is a community. There's a lot out there to learn from each other, and I learned just a tremendous amount. Really developed skills that I never had before. Have you uh, started up any non-fancast podcasts no. because of it? I, 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 I keep wanting to create a math podcast, but I haven't thought of that yet. I don't know. Just like two plus two is four. Yeah, plus four. Thank you for listening to my math podcast. That's all I know about math. It's just basically this. Next episode, one thousand is five. Kind of everything. I sort of just follow what you tell me. <laughs> I put the end of the dive and you put the end of the dive. That's where that kind of. It's all new to me. Have you been enjoying it? So, she, she had never done anything like it, like it until we started it. But we were talking about the show pretty much every week. Right. Well, because I marathoned and caught up. I resisted and resisted and resisted and then I marathoned like 12 episodes. I was like, I'm in. Let's do it. So. Uh, something I wanted to bring up since I'm talking to you. Uh, I, I, I just wanted to bring up... Uh, so, I... We, we've decided as a podcast not to mention the fact that we're married on the podcast, which I, I, I just uh, thought it would be an interesting perspective to throw out there because we didn't want fights about the show. It's people who think it was a fight about our marriage. Yeah, actually, uh, I do a little rhyming episode summary. And that is the that, biggest source of the fighting. Yeah, we've we actually delayed recording <laughs> oh, episodes. Like three days. <laughs> because she didn't like the rhyme. For me, I mean, it's, it's, the, the fan casting and the podcasting really have opened up an immense world for me of other passionate people. Um, there are not many geeks in my physical local area. When I came to Dragon Con for the first time in 2005, Les was just about the only person I even remotely knew. And Dragon Con and then podcasting have led to so many lifelong friendships now. And it's been a major confidence booster, too, for me. I mean, I'm passionate about something, and I see other people that are. So it's made me realize the passion in so many different directions. Um, you know, I started up a DragonCon podcast a couple of years ago, too. I just My passion is what keys me to other items, and it just reinforced to me, just keep going for it. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Thank you. Everybody can podcast, and you can podcast on anything you want to. Red Dwarf. You could crochet, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah uh, really, all you need is a, a couple cheap mics and uh, a computer, mm-hmm. and, and you, you can pretty much lock.
talking to just about anything. <laughs> yeah. What is what is fantastic taught you about podcasting? Is that excellent? Yeah. Yeah. Also, everything they said. On, I think the thing I'll add is is that it, it can be more work than you realize. Yeah. yeah. You know, there is a fandom out there that is hopefully as rabid and engaged with the show as you are. There's a network that's producing a new show next week, whether you like it or not, or whether you've had something in your life happen that has really needs more of your time. Yeah. And the the demand is out there to produce the content for the fans. And so you need to be prepared for that and think about how you're going to deal with those situations and, and meet that demand. It's extremely rewarding. You know, there's a lot of work that goes into it, but that work pays off because of the engagement with the fans that Kevin was talking about. That's actually a good question. I'll, I'll just, I, I guess, show of hands. Does, does it, everyone here watch the episode more than one time before podcasting? We'll try to, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's the, the, definitely the safe way to go. I've listened to a few podcasts where I, it feels like they were watching the episode while they were looking on their iPad at Twitter or something like that. They just weren't paying attention because they're like, this was a plot hole. It was explained in the first scene of the show or whatever. But uh, Justin, what is the costume talk you about podcasts? And I know you do a lot of other... Yeah, I mean, uh, like... Who's the boss is is very much a, a side project, uh, and, and really it was it was kind of a way uh, after doing all the other stuff that I could have just sort of a fun podcast that was like you know just me and Ashley talking and putting it out there and connecting with other fans uh, based on that expression. So uh, what it taught me was that even as like a side project, like you know you can't you can't engage people uh, on that level and then like not expect them to be really angry if you don't put out an episode in one week you know like uh, which is it's fun you know it, it really is uh, it, it's it's one of those things where I mean if, if I had one lesson is that there's no end to the different ways that it's like fun to connect with people on the internet you know and it's like that uh, all you gotta do is put in the effort and uh, there is just like this great reward that now, if you want to, I want to have this conversation about how uh, you know I, you know, I thought about the uh, Amy and Rory final episode, and you know, and no matter what, there's going to be people that really want to have that conversation, and uh, I'm I'm just thrilled. It's really exciting. Yeah, I, I know uh, you were now doing a, a bit of a spoiler cast with Scott Johnson over at Frog Pants. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of irregular, but it covers, like, you did Man of Steel and... Yeah, yeah, no, so we did, yeah, uh, basically that's just uh, an, an excuse for me and Scott to do a, a podcast together, but uh, it's whenever a, uh, a big movie or tell, I think we're going to do a couple throughout the final Break Bad season um, that we're both into, uh, we can just do a show where it actually came from from the spoiler conversation, this is like this exact spoiler conversation. He does a million different podcasts. Probably the, the one that uh, he talks the most on is, is the Morning Stream, which is a morning show every week or every uh, Monday through Thursday. And it's like they, you know, Man of Steel will come out. All anybody we want to talk about is Man of Steel. Can't talk about Man of Steel because it's a spoiler, like anything. So this is just like the safe space where uh, he can. You know, like we can just talk about it. You know, for if people. You exactly. It's like, listen, it's called spoiler cast. <laughs> <laughs> so inherent in the concept is that you've seen what we are talking about, and you are here for our opinion based on that. So, and if, and if you haven't seen it, you still know what you're getting. Yes. Yeah. Um, but even then, you know, it, it's funny because uh, 
it, it's 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 crazy to walk that line between people are really passionate about something, but uh, like like you said, you know, people don't see flaws sometimes, and it's like. You know, uh, when when your opinion runs contrary, uh, it's it's interesting. You know, the, the the feedback is is something that I find fascinating. Yeah, we uh, we actually for once upon a time there was an episode called Tallahassee that was updated, and uh, it was referred to as the Haterade episode. So we basically referenced that episode of the podcast anytime we were about to get very negative. <laughs> more Haterade coming. Up. Sorry. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about about who's the boss is that me and Ashley's opinions kind of tend to run like counter to each other. Mm-hmm. So whenever there's like I I really don't like uh, River Song. On Doctor Who, yeah, it's a thing. You guys feel better now. And so, when people have that reaction, they enjoy uh, having Ashley yell at me about that. So, uh, so it's it's fun. Uh, it's fun to have that. But every once in a while, there there are things where, like, you know, we both kind of hate something, and, and you sort of almost feel bad, because obviously people are listening to this, and they're really into the show, and uh, I kind of feel bad that there's not a representation for people who might not agree with us, yeah. but... You just hate it because she doesn't get spoilers, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think we're going to open it up to questions. You can ask any panelists or the speaker. It's very clever. Let's see if you can hand it over here. Do you find that uh, fan cast is in in the sense that you have these conversations all the time with somebody and and you feel like you're wasting it by not recording it and putting it out? Is is it is it necessary? Do you feel compelled to podcast about this passionate thing that you have? Well, for me, that's my friends and I that do the tuning into sci-fi TV one. We talk about the shows anyway. Yeah. So it's like, well, hit the record button. I mean, you know, it's something we've got to do anyway. Why not share it? So it's just a natural thing to do. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Okay. I was just going to say, I had, I had to get Buffy out of my system. I had to. <laughs> I had to. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, you actually, you know, if you take anything away from this panel, the secret of fan casting is the easiest kind of podcast you can do if you like something. Right. So if you, if, it's a good kind of intro. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's also, I mean, this is a golden age for this kind of content. You know, uh, the, uh, like, recaps, the, the recap culture, you know, which was, you know, fairly nascent, even, like, you know, uh, seven or eight years ago, it was, like, you know, television without pity and, like, a few other sites that were doing it. It's now massive. It's its own kind of industry. Fan guessing stuff, fan culture stuff, the fact that Dragon Con continues to explode and just expands continually, like, the universe. Um <laughs> Is, is a sign of that and like the fact that like now we are in this like we're in like the bronze age of like we're not just talking about the episodes but now we you have like these great recap you know, ideas where you're re-watching stuff with new people like these are brilliant inventive creative ways uh, to do it and, and podcasting I mean, to me uh, you know, we, we sort of went into a whole new level when like when the Lost podcast when they did the official one with uh, Lost Accused uh, it was like okay now all bets are off. Like we've we've completely collapsed the universe of uh, we can all just geek out about this if the guys who are doing the show are having so much fun talking about the show they're writing and like recapping episodes that like they produce. So uh, it, it's it's just it's it's great to be uh, you know involved with 
something that is like a a booming cultural thing. You had a question. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just wondering, you guys. <laughs> we are recording here with podcasters. You got to have a mic. <laughs> um, when you set up your podcast or when you set up your content, and you have two people. Do you ever do specific strategy as you were speaking of before? Because it's been saying, look, I'm going to take one side and my partner's going to take the other side. Or looking at the overall concept as opposed to just sitting there saying, yeah, we both loved it, we both loved it, we both loved it. And then someone would chime in and say, you know, no, I, I didn't like it at all. I was just wondering if you guys actually set up a strategy or even made a bit of a script previous to going into what's going on. That's all. Kind of, sort of, not really. Like, we'll each do, like, we do, like, a 10-point, and we just rotate who picks them uh-huh. to fill them in, and then we just bounce off each other, because usually we're filling in each other's thoughts, because we'll be filling it in at the same time. I'm like, I was going to do that one. No, that one. So it just sort of... The thing with our podcast, we both feed into the show in different ways. I'm I'm real big into like multiverse kind of thing, which is what it's all about. But she's real big into kind of like the soap opera kind of. uh, More the fairy tales for it. So so we we kind of we dislike different things and we like different things. Does anyone else want to speak to that? Yeah, one thing we do purposely, like I said, we always want to be natural. We don't want to force an opinion to go with a script. That's one thing that we don't go near. What we will make sure to do is when we all get on our Skype call to get ready and get notes together and so forth, is we purposely don't start talking about a show that we're going to talk about. So that when it comes up, it's very natural. It might be three of us loving an episode to death. That happens. Other times, you know, we'll, we'll give ratings for each of our shows. We'll say things like, watch it now, watch it soon, things like that. And when we see our opinions are divergent, with you know, the listeners go, ooh, can't wait to hear him talk about that, because it's very different. But we won't purposely force it by taking different sides. If it's natural, great. Well, I think on, on the wider scale, if you're talking about all of television, and the three of you agree that, like, this is a great episode, that's, like, awesome. You know, that that is a sign that, like, okay, well, this is something really special that you should watch. Yeah. Where if it's going on one... One show, and everyone's like, "Oh, we like love it," and it's like, "Oh, okay," then you know. Uh, and that's it. I mean, I guess that's the thing. It's like for me, it's not about make. It's not about necessarily balancing. Like there has to be a negative opinion on everything, you know. And oftentimes, the only thing that I would say is that if I feel like things are getting too slanted or one side, you kind of want to step back and just play devil's advocate on. Well, this is what they were going for. I'm sure people were really like this thing, you know. Uh, but but other than that, like uh, there's there's not really like like a wrestling like you know like, I'm going to play the heel on this one. Yeah, and um, in the signal, the structure of podcast tends to be a number of um, very produced, very scripted segments. They could be original fiction or interviews, obviously not scripted but pre-recorded, and we glue all that together with, with um, host banner. So we have these segments, and when we record host banner, we know. We know what's going to be spliced and where, so we kind of have a rough outline, but we try really hard not to have a script, so it really does come across um, just like us talking. And we do have a lot of freedom and leeway, and we will sometimes go into left field and discover things that the editors weren't expecting they'll have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> recording. But that's not a story. <laughs> okay, any other questions? Uh, here, we'll do Hope and Duck. I know these people. So, <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi. Um, so I've been doing my show for about three years, and I've never, ever received any feedback of any kind. Like, no Welcome email. to the club. Yeah, so I was just wondering if like, there's a way that you might can like ask for feedback without begging for feedback, so I wasn't sure if that's like a general thing or if it was just me. <laughs> With the spoiler. No, we're just assuming that like no emails is a good thing. No, I mean, in my experience with large and small audiences, you have 100 percent of your listeners. 80 percent will never tell you anything. That doesn't mean they don't love you. Just podcasting feedback is not in there to do they love it and if like even at con i'll stumble across listeners here who will come up and say oh hi you can love the show never called in never sent an email keep doing it so i'll tell we tend to only get either end but to fall on that very honestly yes make a mistake call a character by the wrong name they flood into the inbox yeah. <laughs> what kind of feedback are you looking for are you looking for constructive feedback like that or, or interactive feedback about I love constructive because like i've been really podcasting in the dark so i don't know if, like, if I'm doing anything wrong or anything. Um, well, I'm in a group, so it's nice that my other fellow podcasters in my group can give me, like, you know, you know, ask, ask for feedback, yeah. Ask a specific question. Yeah, okay. that's, yeah, yeah don't that's, be too general. Yeah. And I mean, I. I Honestly, and I'm saying this because you're a fan of me and Anne-Marie's podcast, but it's true, and I, I, I've done the same thing with Justin. It maybe give it to someone you know who does something well or does podcasting well, and you know, just ask for any feedback. See, yeah. see, see if they have any ideas, anything they can give you. Yeah, the community of podcasters are great that way. Yeah. Very honestly, mm-hmm. yeah, just ask other folks. I, I will say this though: podcasting is like space. It is dark and lonely. <laughs> <laughs> like, well said, sir. Uh, I mean, and that's that's the thing is is powering through that is is really I think a, a journey we've all been on. If you have had any podcast with any kind of listenership, there are those quiet, <laughs> you know, quiet moments when when you're when you're especially when you're first doing it, and then if you're lucky enough like we have been you know you can start rolling the audience from one into another and and that like but it is it's a it's a build you know there's a million different options for entertainment and you know but you are just one tiny speck Uh, but I would say in terms of getting feedback try to find the easiest way that your audience would communicate with you be it Facebook Twitter email like just Try to pay attention to where anybody is interacting with you. Go to that and then ask direct questions. Like, you know, is this the best episode of the season or something like that? You know, if, if you want, or if you want, you know, I would say if you want criticism on, like, how your podcast is going or how you can make it better, you're going to be better off sending it to somebody else who does podcasting and just asking them for advice or feedback. Because listeners in general, like, you know, they're, they're just there to hear, you know, about whatever you're talking about, you know. And so if it could be recorded better, a lot of times, you know, that's not, they, they just don't hear it in the way that another podcaster will be like, oh, you need to turn down your mic. Like, <laughs> we saw some great stuff on the specifics of Stephanie and certainly Daryl, too. When we started putting a weekly poll on our site, it might be, you know, which show are you most looking forward to this fall? What was your favorite episode this past half season? Because that gave them a very 30-second thing. Go to the site, pick an answer, and then we could share the results. And that got people to send feedback in. I can't believe uh, Revolution was only third in the poll or whatever it might be. So make it kind of natural. And like Stephanie said, specific. 
And all of a sudden, things started to roll a little bit on some of the polls and some general feedback. So you're not holding the no? Well, it didn't go fast off the bat, but it eventually it grew once we kept talking about it every episode. Again, don't expect that the first time you say it, they'll all flood and do it. We have to keep doing it on a weekly basis. Well, it's all scale, man. Like, if 10 people respond to anything on the internet, like, <laughs> that's really rad. Like, you know? It's like, it's like, imagine, like, if you just had 10 new friends, like, popping up and, like, want to talk to you. So there was it's like imagine all the opportunities you say I don't have time for during the day and that's your listener and it, for them to take, actually take that time and participate is a really good thing. Uh, we, we're supposed to wrap up uh, 30? We have 10 more minutes. Okay, 10 more minutes. Doug, you got a question? This question is going to be for the whole panel. Um, I'm actually in the process of developing a fan cast right now with somebody. And About what? Uh, Dr. Good. Um, <laughs> we're actually going a little more, even going to the back half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's so much, especially with the 50th anniversary, there's just so much history and background. So, you know, one thing we're going to do is we're going to have kind of a rotating structure. So, what we do during season is going to be different than what we do, like right now, you know, off season. But my question about the, the structure is everybody's kind of mentioned structure a little bit specifically as it pertains to spoilers. But. Is the structure you're using now something that you started at the beginning, or is it, has it been modified as time goes by? And if so, how have you modified it to either better fit the topic or better fit the audience? Well, again, the, to me, in our case, it's been an evolution. We don't expect to do it perfect the first time. We talk about the three, but three hosts we talk about. Did that seem to flow well? Did it not flow well? Ask for listener feedback about things like that. Don't get a lot at all. But the fact we ask, I think they appreciate. But we very much, wait, you know, we changed some of those, some of those spoiler things. We got a little more, like for a while we didn't do any casting news. Um, we only put that in the back show. And then we finally decided, people said, hey, you know, it's not really a spoiler, move it up. So the key was we didn't think we had to have it right out of the gate. We were willing to wait and see where it went, especially for folks starting the fan cast. I think everybody here will definitely put hands up. Don't wait till you get the perfect setup. Do it. Do it. And then eventually roll with it as time goes on. evolved. You know, like what I'm working on, like we've just got, you know, we want to do like this type of thing and this type of thing. We don't have anything that's a locked instruction. Don't overthink it. Yeah, there you go. No, I I spent 15 minutes saying, all right, something like this, something like this, something like this. Like, very basic. Oh, Oh, yeah, the thing is, the best knowledge you're going to find about this will be once you put that boat in the water and, you know, you realize, like, okay, well, let's, let's do this. Like, the show has a way of, of, Evolving to be what it wants to right. be, you know, and just just listen to it. Yeah, and when we started readings, at first our episodes were basically just epi- like forty-five minutes of episode recap, which everyone just watched the show. Yeah, right. They already know that. Yeah, after listening back to it, I was like, "This is really, really boring." So <laughs> what we did, what we did, is we just kind of put five top things that we liked about the episode. And kind well, of, I know in my case, like I fully expect this list that I have. When Get to you know our polished format. There'll never be a final format. Yeah. But the polished format, that list is going to go from this to this. Sure. Because you know some things just going to be okay. That doesn't work so well. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we should do a little bit more of this, so we move that one. Well, it's like, like what you guys get a kick out of. You know, like what you guys like doing. Uh, you know, because that's going to be what, in my opinion, like what your fans are going to respond to. They're going to respond. I mean, like especially on something where I mean all the all like the fan culture. You know, podcasts that are that are here at this table, like you know, that's a kind of 
larger universe. You know, you can pick and choose out of a million things to do. And if you're diving into the the back history of of Doctor Who, that's huge. You know, yeah. like there's a million different things that that you can do. And you know, yeah, there's, uh, the, there's the TV series, there's the audio books. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and and comics, you know. and that's like well, just uh, find find what you like to talk about. I would say that. You see, you have a list that's this long, you need to get down to this big, and I think that's good. That's a good way to think about it. Focus on those things that, that make you guys unique. Doctor Who has a lot of fan podcasts out there. His is just one of many. And so, what are you going to do to set yourself apart? What would make someone listen to your fan podcast versus somebody else's? Like, for example, with our French podcast, my co host has a master's degree in forensics and is a molecular biologist and a chemist. Well, with French, that came in really <laughs> to give a scientific perspective on all of the things going on. So what are some things that, that you might have with Doctor Who? Because if you're going to go into the back catalog, you have a really cool opportunity to maybe pre-record some recaps to help people know what episode you're you're talking about. Maybe do some really cool things with that or, or something. I know one thing we were talking about doing is like a My First Episode mm-hmm. show yeah. where we both talk about our first episodes. Yeah, th- just do it. Yeah, think think of think of a million different little little ideas and just keep throwing them yeah, out. Just throw them out there. And also, don't trim the list too much. You know, I, well, it's not. Don't throw those things out because you may come back to them later. Sure. Be brilliant. Well, and I'm not yeah. talking about trimming it immediately. What I'm talking about is, as time goes mm-hmm. by, it will eventually because that segment doesn't work so well, or maybe we combine them into one. Yeah, I mean, so that's what you're I'm on. You're on. You're on. You're on the right track. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay yeah. we're gonna go ahead and move on just because we have about five minutes left. You have a question. Uh, yeah, we do a, uh, a weekly show on movies, right? And not any particular genre, any particular, we just select whatever you start talking about, right? And uh, one of the problems I noticed that we run into is sometimes we try to do a 30 minute show, and sometimes we have way more than 30 minutes of material to talk about, sometimes there's just not that much. Do you try to? Build the show or that time with other things, or you just you just end when it feels natural. Ours are so different. Sometimes we have like a forty-five minute show, and then there's some that we actually have to cut because it was like it'd be like an hour and a half because we just kept talking. So yeah, we just sort of go with what feels natural. If we have to cut something, we have to cut something. But we don't add it, make it longer. Yeah, I, so, I, I think honestly we. <coughs> 15 minutes from the show over 30 episodes so you know we, we kind of just stick with what we have and then kind of evaluate and try and come back better next time right I mean, we've, had, we've had a lot of listeners tell us that they like uh, to know about what our show is going to be each week in terms of length that they tend to fit it into their schedule whether it's commuting or working out or whatever so the only suggestion is don't go 21 week and a minute 40 the next and you know right. Even if you either find a way to fit it in the smaller time or find a way to vamp a bit so it fits, because they'll probably just kind of, you know, especially if you're weekly, because they're expecting to have it on Tuesdays or whatever day it is, and for a half hour they'll be checking into your world. So make it fairly regular. I think you'll find they'll be more comfortable that way. I think you're right. I would never fill it with. Sorry? I think that the audience is more tolerant of the occasional short episode than the occasional long episode. Probably, unless you're consistently along. Yeah. I think consistency is the thing. Like with our TV talk shows that Kevin and I do, 20 minutes is our, that's it. Yep. That's it. So to find a way to make it. Well, but like. As hosts, we're pushed to, to figure out what the best topics are for that 20 minutes and, and get it in there so it really makes the episode richer. But whatever your 
format structure is. You know, I would never fluff it like they said. I wouldn't feel like, okay, if we're going to do a half an hour show and I have 15 minutes of content, you know, I wouldn't just fill it with fluff. Maybe there are some other things you could look at differently, but I think consistently is important. I mean, I would say it's also content dependent, you know? Like, I think if it's the season finale of something and you do a, an episode show and you go double long, then... Especially you know, occasions. Right? Yeah, exactly. And, like, if you do a movie show, the Hotel for Dogs episode is going to be shorter than the Star Wars Episode 7 episode, you know? <laughs> like, it, it really just depends on what you have to talk about. Sure. Okay, now, any other questions? I'm yeah, um, I listen to a podcast uh, about a, a subject that I don't like, I don't enjoy, but I, I, I listen to it because the people uh, are so passionate and fun. It's, it's Fanny Pack Wrestling that Petey and David uh, produce, and it's amazing. And I hate wrestling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love these guys. You love the passion, yeah. yeah. And, and I think uh, the question is, is how much is, is that important as opposed to the content and the material? Oh, big time. I mean, to flip this a little bit, we haven't even talked in this panel, and we're almost out of time, about whatever you're doing, and it came up when you talked about it, walking dead or whatever. You're going to do something, it might always be at the level you expected it to be. And as Daryl pointed out, when it comes to doing this, podcasting is work. Editing, website, doing it when life isn't having a good week, it's a lot of time. So be ready to do something that you know you can put some time in. But that passion covers it all. And that's why I will listen to other podcasts, too, that I'm like, I don't have time for this, but i got to listen to what Harry said this week. So as long as you've got that, man, you're probably going to be golden. Whether you've got 100 listeners or 1,000. Passion is only as important to fan casting as gasoline is important to an automobile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's... I, uh, with TV Talk, I produce a whole bunch of episodes. I produce one for The Bachelorette. I could care less about that show. But I enjoy producing that show every week because of the passion that people have for it. Okay, I, th- I, I think we're about, about out of time. I want to thank all of our panelists. Uh, and I also want to point out that Justin's co-host walked in there. Yeah. Evil Snowman. Evil uh, Snowman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, uh, do you want to give a one-word uh, summary of uh, my opinion of River Song? Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Hatred. <laughs> no, she, she beats me up. She beats me up about it. <laughs> That's an understatement. I listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, how do you dismiss one of these things? You are free to leave. Thank you for coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest story broke. Uh, others. Everyone plug real quick. Real quick. Uh, who's the boss? Tweet it to Sci-Fi TV. Excellent. Thank you, everyone. Well, that was wonderful. Fantastic. I loved I, it. What a great moderator. You know, oh, he, just, he was just fantastic. He has just this velvety voice. I, I don't know. I, I just really keyed into him. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, we want to thank everybody uh, for tuning in and check back in in a couple days for uh, the next one, which is going to be the Once Upon a Second Season fan panel that I did at uh, DragonCon 2013 here. Uh, Marie, where can people find out more information about you and us? You can find us on Facebook. Greetings from Storybrook is on there. We're also all over the Twitters at GF Storybrook for the podcast or at AM Simone for me. Mm-hmm. And where are you, Bill Meeks? Oh, I'm uh, I'm at Bill Meeks, and I, I would like I would point out, you know, that we do have a website where you we can do. get all the episodes. Uh, greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And, uh, you know, you can find us on iTunes. And if you leave a review for us, we'll read it on the show. So I would love to have a review to read yeah, a for review. our um, preview episode. 
Definitely. Oh, and by the way, if you if you didn't check out the last episode that came out on the feed, it was a best of from the first season. I highly recommend <laughs> it. It was really fun going back through and listening to everything, including all of the rhyming intros. <laughs> in the, order, which is kind of fun. Uh, it was excellent. But uh, I guess I guess that's about it. So uh, until next time, greetings, greetings from, from Storybrooke. Storybrooke.